0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show was created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have Ireland's number one dream analyst, radio host, and author, Michael Sheridan, on our show.
0: Michael Sheridan is Ireland's favorite dream expert. He was a regular on the number one TV talk show in Ireland, Ireland AM, and made frequent appearances on Ireland's most popular radio shows, including The Inbox on 98FM, sharing the stage with both metaphysical and movie stars such as Paddy McMahon and Frank Vincent. He's appeared on BBC and countless other premier media outlets interpreting dreams for his global audience. He has authored two books and is a radio host right here on KKNW. Michael's mission is to help others become all they came here to be and to live their life to its fullest potential and he does this by interpreting dreams. From reading dreams he can help us to live our life purpose as well as reveal the gifts given to us in order to achieve that purpose while uncovering the obstacles we need to overcome in order to fully step into alignment.
1: The earliest recorded dreams were inscribed on clay tablets and discovered in Mesopotamia, dating back over 5,000 years. In In the Roman and Greek periods, people believed that dreams were messages sent directly from deities that they predicted the future. In the early 1900s, Sigmund Freud wrote extensively about the theory of dreams and their interpretations. Freud believed that dreams are a manifestation of our deepest anxieties and desires, often relating to repressed childhood obsessions or memories. Today, many people see dreams as a connection to the unconscious mind. There are varying natures of dreams such as exciting, frightening, melancholic, magical, and adventurous, and our dreams seem to range from the normal and ordinary right through to the bizarre and completely surreal. Analyzing dream symbols and ascribing meaning has become a source of both entertainment and self-reflection in popular culture. Do dreams really have hidden meanings? Can you learn your subconscious uh, wishes and desires by interpreting your dreams? Can you heal your past traumas? Are dreams a message from our higher selves? Stay tuned as we discuss all these questions and more on this episode of Go Beyond the Veil.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at roryreich.com. That's R O R Y R E I C H.com.
3: skinandmind.com.
4: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing, so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month, and every second Sunday on KBKW, and also on Cape Town Zone Radio, as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today, we have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on our show. Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host
5: here on KKNW.
0: So lovely to have you.
5: Hi, Michael. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I hope <laughs> I can live up to that amazing introduction you <laughs> wrote for me. Oh, I'm sure. I want to listen to him.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how long have you been a dream analyst? and 31 years. 31
6: years. That's a long time. Yeah.
5: It is. Not and it's, too shabby. It's the only thing I've done for that long that I've gotten more enjoyment out of the more time I've put into it, yeah. which is remarkable. You know, they always say, do what you love to do and you won't work a day in your life. Right. It doesn't quite feel like that, but it's, <laughs> I get why they say it.
0: <laughs> so how did you end up becoming Ireland's number one dream analyst?
5: That, was, that just happened. So I, I learned how to interpret dreams. And I uh, made a partnership with the guy I learned from, and I called it Ashling Dream Interpretation because Ashling is the Irish word for dream, and uh, nobody can spell it correctly over there no. so that was a big mistake but anyway um and i I signed up to be an exhibitor at uh, a psychic fair in Ireland, the biggest one there wasn't that many at the time. this is way way back, so it was only be one a year and uh I, I think it was because I, I put a company name there anyway. I got picked up by one of the national TV stations. They wanted uh, me to come on and talk about uh, what we did and why we did it and all that sort of stuff. And then radio shows just called. Um, I was called by the the equivalent of the late, late show here. Mm. And I turned it down like that's how stupid and naive I was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I it just all the doors opened. It was amazing. Um, I, I did nothing that I'm aware of to get the recognition. And they started introducing me as Ireland's number one dream analyst. And you're not going to argue with them, no. <laughs> no. but no. I it's ended up a good title. I, it yeah. is. I ended up uh, working with that TV station or one of the TV stations, not that first one, for years. You know, they would have me on every six weeks for a very, very long time. Um, it was just it was amazing and fun. It was always fun incredible. Your heart's in your throat at the same time. (laughs) So you started in
1: Ireland. Yeah. And then how long have you been here?
5: I've been here 10 years this time. I was living in Fairbanks, Alaska for five years uh, before that. So so a lot of time in America. Two of my kids were born here and two born in
0: Ireland. So were you Fairbanks number one dream analyst too?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't doing it when I was there.
1: (laughs) Curious how much competition there was there in Fairbanks.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. So Let's talk about dreams.
5: What are dreams and what are their purpose? So dreams are a dialogue between your higher self and your soul. And when we talk about dreams, we're always talking about the meaning of dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at a dream, we are eavesdropping on the message that our higher self is asking our soul to respond to. And during the dream state, we fully understand the dream, which is why, you know, talking to an elephant in your kitchen is not a weird thing in a dream. but Outside of that context, we are trying to analyze it and figure out what is that message? And the real value in dreams is that the most important thing in your life at any moment in time is whatever your higher self wants you to do. And so if you can glean from your dream what you're being asked to do, then you know what your life purpose is, you know what it is you're meant to be doing, you know the mistakes you've made over the last few days, because dreams are going to comment on everything that you're doing, absolutely everything. And they're going to show you why you hold yourself back in certain ways and why you have misconceptions in other ways and so on. Um, But it's just going to be so revealing to you uh, about your nature and where your entranched viewpoints come from, your paradigm view of the world, uh, which is often what gets us in trouble. And so our dreams are often asking us to change something by trying to heal that particular issue. Um, But that's, that's basically what they are. And when you consider what your higher self is, your higher self is the part of you that designed your whole life determined that it was necessary for you to come here, uh, figured out you're going to come to this life of Sakura. And these are all the obstacles. These are all the things you're going to do and orchestrated a whole lot of it. So there's nobody better to be listening Mm -hmm. to than that part of you. Um, They're also kind of like the last bastion to your connection with the spirit world. Like if you can channel, if you can do other things, um, it can be tricky to learn how to do it and do it well. But your dreams are just like an unbreakable link. To that world, got it.
0: So, if someone doesn't remember their dreams, it's not necessarily that they're not getting the information.
5: No, then I send them to Sakura to help them remember <laughs> their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we already respond to our dreams in the dream, and you can tell when somebody's having doing therapy, regardless of what the therapy is. You can tell from a dream whether somebody's undergoing therapy because you can see them doing the right things in the dream. Normally, we spoil our dreams. Their dream is asking us to do something. And we're like, I don't want to do that. Do you remember the last time I uh, got into a relationship? That didn't work at all. That was terrible. You want me to go through that pain? And we see all that in the dream. But when somebody's going through therapy, we can see uh, them opening up in the dream and accepting the messages. Um, So you asked, uh, what if we can't recall them? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter in a way because we still respond and we still have the dream and they still slowly nudge us in the right direction. We're still having the dreams, even the people who think they haven't had any still have the same amount of dreams every night and um and we take on the message just not as uh quickly as if we're getting them analyzed okay so it's not just a message then it's actually like a working session it is there's dialogue (laughs) there's three parties in a dream yeah there's your higher self who's all the authorities in the dream and there is your subconscious which is the negative reaction to whatever the message is uh the fearful things in a dream and then there's Your conscious mind is the befuddled person walking through the dream, (laughs) Um, you know, maybe rejected the message because of the reasons that your subconscious puts forward based on the characters that show up. So there's really three interacting in the dream at the same time. So it's um, but it's really it's a message between your heart self and your soul. And our conscious mind is not the same as our soul. It's a it's a tool that's meant to be used to help us make sense of things and heal. So uh, th- then I guess all dreams do have meaning? Yes, absolutely. Um, and anybody who says they don't is not somebody who studies dreams. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And so what are some techniques to help us remember our dreams?
5: Um, you know, I just remembered who it was. There's a guy called Crick. He's the one that said that they have no meaning. He won a Nobel Prize. But <laughs> <laughs> never studied dreams. Anyway, um, so what was your question? <laughs>
0: You can't remember my. Question. I was surprised. I remember <laughs> that guy's name. That was... I was going to ask how people can remember their dreams. Oh yeah.
5: So there's these. There's many ways to do it. The, the best is to practice. So if you buy a dream journal, um, or get a dream journal, it, it's a good way to start off. Show your brain that you have an interest in remembering your dreams. Anything that we practice, we get better at, and we create more space for, for it in our minds. Um, so doing the things like having a dream journal, putting a pencil beside your bed so that you can write them down. Following that, um, try remember your dreams before you even move or open your eyes when you wake up. That's the best place to be in that hypnagogic state. Mm. And don't assume because you, know, you wake up in the middle of the night from a bad dream. If you just recount it in your mind, you're still going to lose that dream if you have difficulty with dream recall. So you want to write it down there and then um, or rehearse it in a waking state. Um, like so if you go to the bathroom go over it in your mind in that state and then you're more likely going to remember it in the morning. But then there are other tricks you can do. Um, you can write a piece on a piece of paper that you're going to have a dream about something and you're going to remember the dream and you're going to understand its meaning because obviously that last part of understanding the meaning is really what you want to get at. So if you write that on a piece of paper and put it under your pillow, um, that helps a lot. There are many, many, many techniques. Um, Those
1: are good. And if you you were to practice these regularly, how long do you think it would take to improve? Oh, it It
5: doesn't take too long. And one thing that's interesting is why aren't you remembering your dreams? Most people, it's because their life is full of stress. Uh, They set the alarm to go off at the latest they can. That's me. They'll be able to to (laughs) get to work on time. And, uh, And what you need to do, like another trick is set an alarm to go off an hour before you need to wake up or maybe 45 minutes. And... So you have two alarms set and you're going to have a lighter sleep for that last period. And you're going to because you're not as deep asleep, you're going to remember those dreams much more easily. Hmm. Um, But it does work. And so people who say they don't remember dreams always say they remember them when they're on vacation. Um, And it's just because you're not diving out of bed because you have to. Got it. More relaxed. (laughs) I'll have to remember that. Yeah, you pick the wrong planet then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what is the significance if you have recurring dreams? So that's a message uh, that you're not listening to, clearly. Mm. <laughs> mm. And there's really two types in that, though. It's a, a dream that keeps recurring over a short period of time. And that's something that you really need to take heed of. But if you have like a dream of um, taking some high school exam, or what do you do here? A university exam. Um, but it could be separated like 10 years between them. They're about different things, but the meaning is the same. Um, it's it's a pretty common dream, that one, in fact. And it's about you, your higher self, remember where the dream comes from, has deemed you're ready to move from one state of consciousness to another. So your life is ready to change. And usually in those dreams, we're not uh, prepared or we feel like we're not prepared. So our response is I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's going to be about something that's going on in your life right now, uh, rather than it be the same thing that it was 10 years ago. So interesting. So that would probably, to me, feel like a negative dream, but
1: it's actually very positive. Very so positive. if you're
5: thinking of doing something like starting a radio show on <laughs> KKW and you have those dreams of taking an exam, that's a spiritual endorsement that this is exactly what you should do.
0: Do you hear that, everybody? <laughs> 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 so we, can we talk about some of the most common dream symbols? Sure. Yeah. So like falling and losing your teeth.
5: Well, losing your teeth is really common. Um, animals fight. Uh, and defend their young with tooth and claw. And teeth and dreams represent the ability to raise and protect your children. We're animals on an animal planet. Humans quite often don't like to know that. But um, (laughs) but that's what it symbolizes. And if you don't believe me, get between a mama bear and a baby bear. Yeah, you'll see their teeth and claws pretty quickly. But it's the same with any animal. Um, They will all defend their young. And so it it represents that. But it, it can be triggered by different things so if you get to the point where you're deciding you're going to have children like you're you've found the perfect partner and now it's like oh now I have to move from is this the right person to is we're now going to have a family can I do that then you can that can trigger that dream or if your kids are leaving the nest and going to college that can trigger that dream or if your kids get into drugs that will definitely trigger that type of dream because you have no way to deal with it and the dream shows like you know losing your teeth means you have an inability to do it uh, it doesn't mean that you can't do it it just means that's what your fear is hmm. got it was and then what about falling falling is a <laughs> is a common dream so when we sleep we leave our bodies not all the time but we leave our bodies telepathically go to the astral plane and the falling is us just moving back into our bodies the remembering remembering moving back into our bodies and if I was on another radio station, I would just say, oh, it doesn't really mean anything. But I can go full woo on this <laughs> <laughs> And flying? Flying is, uh, that's a very healing dream. So anybody who has those dreams are going to wake up feeling fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's me- about mentally rising above your problems. Um, and so get an emotional distance between you and whatever your issues are. So usually something else has happened in the dream. And then you realize you can fly and it gives you this freedom from whatever the issue was. Um, but always fantastic. But it means that you have a particular ability. You can hypnotize, so you definitely have mm. flying dreams. Correct. <laughs> uh, you can hypnotize. You can do absent healing. That's healing somebody from a distance. Um, and you can also project, so you'd be good at sales and marketing and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, b- people, people get what you say. You know, because it's literally almost like you're putting your mind over their mind, and they're able to see what you're saying. They're able to think the way you're telling them to think, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Got
0: it. What about spiders?
5: Yeah, that's a very common one. Everybody <laughs> hates that. Um, but that's not a bad dream either, even though they feel uh, icky when you wake up. Spiders represent an irrational fear. Um, you know, there's no need to be afraid of spiders. <laughs> They're tiny. But yeah, people will run from a room screaming because they saw a spider in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then when you're sent in as the father, and you can't find it. <laughs> uh, that's Then you have terrible. to burn the house down. <laughs> yes, that's the only solution. Um, <laughs> But but it, so it's it's a fear of something that is really uh, so exaggerated, it's crazy. So if you have a fear of something and you dream of a spider, then your dream is saying, look, ignore the fears because they're not going to come to pass. The spider is never going to kill you mm-hmm. in these dreams. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you live in Australia or somewhere where th- and you have been bitten by a <laughs> dangerous spider, that's different. That's never been the case than any dreamers, uh, any dreams I've had about spiders. From people. Yeah. So it, it's really saying, look, you need to don't let your irrational fears stop you from doing what it is you know you should be doing. What about during COVID? Was there like a common dreams that people were having? There was. Right at the start, there was a lot of people sending in dreams where they were uh, meeting up with people they hadn't seen for years mm-hmm. and uh, you know, meeting college friends who, I, and you'd say, okay, tell me about this person. And they'd say, well, I haven't seen them in a long time. And the last time they contacted me, they had wanted to go out and, and I didn't go because I was studying or I was doing whatever. And so that was the common theme, turning down an opportunity to meet someone. And I think it was, well, I think it was because people were now locked down because the powers that be said, lock yourself in your house. Right. And so it's like, will I ever get out of this again? Will I ever see these people again? And it was that sense of um, lost opportunity. Yeah, that loss of connection. Yeah, yeah. Showed up for a long time. I'd say for about eight months. That was a very common theme in dreams. And then it just stopped. Hmm.
0: And so a lot of people also expressed that they were, Dreaming more or their dreams were more vivid.
5: Well, they had a lot more time because you didn't have (laughs) a commute. (laughs) So these extra two hours, at least that you had in the day, um, are going to be more conducive to you uh, remembering your dreams for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. And have you seen the dreams shift at all?
5: I don't really see COVID showing up much anymore. Uh, There was a lot of dreams also about like the end of the world. That was definitely Mm -hmm. a theme that came in. Um, And that stopped you know yeah. I, I still get them occasionally um but you know during covid and especially at the start it was almost like it was a competition that you'd ask people send in your scariest end of the world dream <laughs> and uh, i just got so many it was amazing bombarded yeah wow. yeah and i didn't really like they're very depressing <laughs> so i didn't really do them on the show <laughs> right but right. Um, but i did do them in other places and just shows you what i know about marketing um I, I did a presentation on prophetic dreams and they're all dire. And you think, like, who's going to show up to this? <laughs> Lots of people showed up and mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, what do you do and get a life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Live your life today. Don't wait for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, they're resonating with that.
1: OK, so what about nightmares? What are nightmares?
5: So nightmares is where your subconscious mind really jumps into the dream and says, uh, you know, this is a disastrous scenario. We don't want to do this. Um, and you can't really blame your your subconscious is kind of like a faithful uh, companion that is reminding you of all the pain that you've had in the past and the reasons that you told yourself you're not going to do something for. Um, but the interpretation of a nightmare isn't necessarily negative. It quite often isn't negative. Um, and you know, the reverse can be said for uh, very positive dreams. I, one of my brothers would say to me, I'm I had a lovely dream last night, but I'm not telling you, Michael, because I don't want you to ruin it. on (laughs) But but a nightmare like uh, there's one I have in my book where a woman is in a a movie theater and movie theaters and dreams are about uh, an expansion of life. So something positive, uh, some way of you expanding yourself. And there's a magician on the stage and magicians would be a symbol for hypnosis in a dream. And uh, he called her up to the front of the stage. And uh, even though it was a movie theater, there was a stage and he was on it. And and uh, he was going to lift her up over the seats and over everybody to the stage. And she didn't want him to do that. And so she dug her heels in and she was with her partner. She dug her heels in and she walked along the seats and then down the aisle, really having to dig into the carpet to stay uh, rooted into the ground and went up that way. And she was delighted in telling me the dream that she did that. But the magician was trying to show her that she could mentally rise above all her problems (laughs) and just get to where she needed to be with ease. And her fear um, was shown in the dream uh, fears because of the relationship, because the part was in there. So there's other details in it that tell us what it is. But her own fears were why it became a nightmare and it should never have been.
0: Hmm. So the dream can actually shift in the dream. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So our subconscious
5: changes the dream at this as fast as you can think. So there's a knock at the door and it's meant to be somebody telling you you won the lotto and you open the door and it's the devil. You know, it's like (laughs) that's your subconscious has changed that character. Your higher self will never send that character into a dream. Uh, It just doesn't happen. That's
0: so fascinating. So is it your
5: higher self and your subconscious that are... Battling it out. (laughs) Dueling. (laughs) Dueling,
0: With lightsabers. Your higher self
5: ultimately (laughs) wins. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, because it has the focus. (laughs) Right,
0: right. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. But everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult. But not for Estera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus. Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Estera skincare mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's e s t h e r a care.com.
3: Pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at SakuraSkinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A-Skinandmind.com. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship, or are single and looking to do better next time. Jeez, if I got great news for you.
1: Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 PM PST.
3: Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there.
1: You betcha, we'll see you soon.
3: hypnotherapy
7: helps you discover and explore deep sustainable life changes let sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind rid yourself of negative behaviors fears pains and emotions weight loss smoking childhood drama chronic pain and much more can be addressed begin healing now learn more sakura skin and mind.com s-a-k-u-r-a
0: skin and mind.com bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Left from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm Transformational Coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram and check out our podcast on SoundCloud.
0: So before the break, Michael, you were sharing some of the most common dream symbols. And for me, and I, what I'm hearing from my clients as well, sleep paralysis is also one of them. And I wanted to share with you briefly a little bit about my dream sure. a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I, I, I don't have sleep paralysis all the time, but when I do, there's always a presence in my bedroom and it's always on my bed. <laughs> and so this time as, as well, I was going in and out of deep sleep, knowing that I was going into deep sleep or being conscious. And I knew that every time I put my head on the pillow, I'd go into deep sleep, but then I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything. And I also... Was hearing, I had this high pitched noise and my ringing in my ears. And then ultimately, after that, I could hear voices and conversations, um, which I knew were not here, that I knew they were on the other side, right? And then I also was hearing conversations in other languages as well that I couldn't quite comprehend. Um, and then this presence came in and my bed sunk down and I knew it was there. And I just kept saying, I surround myself in white light, <laughs> I was completely freaked out. And then I woke up.
5: All right. So um, <clears throat> it's actually quite a common one, but it's not really a dream symbol um, because you're doing it before you even get into the dream state. Ah. But it's very indicative if not ind- very. It's it means you're a channel. <laughs> you have the ability to communicate with spirits. We know that because you even said it when you were describing your dream that when you got into that state, you could hear voices from the other side. So you definitely have a channeling ability and um, spirits communicate with us uh, through our chakras. And as a channel, you have to learn how to control and protect those Mm -hmm. so that you can uh, channel when you want to channel and not when another spirit wants to uh, get a message through to you. And um, it's. I, I've, I know those experiences because I've had them, including the sounds um, for years before I knew uh, what it meant. And it's 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 extremely frightening.
0: Yeah, I was very scared. Um,
5: but <laughs> the uh, when we were talking about this before, I said, usually the person who has them feels like there's somebody sitting on their chest or on their body. And uh, and you had somebody in the room uh, on, the, on bed the bed beside you. And uh, it's just one of the strong characteristics of it because there actually is a presence. So if you can learn to see spirits and my my awakening into this whole field was I suddenly started seeing spirits. I didn't believe in the spirit world. I was everything was science oriented as far as I was concerned. Um, And anybody who believed in God or an afterlife was an idiot. And uh, so I I suddenly started seeing spirits. I didn't know why, but I couldn't deny that they were there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would go around seeing spirits everywhere. And people think there's nothing in any room. (laughs) And so. Just because you can't see one now doesn't mean there isn't one beside you. But a channel uh, is able to open up and make that connection mm. and then communicate with them. And uh, it's, it's easy. It's very easy to do as long as you learn how to do it right. Because same with anything else. Um, there's, um, there's right and wrong ways to do it.
0: So is the fear then, because al- like I said, a lot of my clients have this same situation. Is the fear then just not stepping into it fully
6: I
5: think the fear is partly um, lack of awareness. Like, what is it? It's kind of funny because if you could see yourself when you're outside your body, you're fine. You're talking to this spirit and then you get back into your body and then you get fear of that spirit you were just talking to. Hmm. And so, um, like you said, um, or maybe it wasn't you, but people will often say, I I know there was a malevolent spirit there and they aren't necessarily malevolent. It's just our own projection onto them um, that this is something that is unpleasant and in my case i had the same thing there was an unpleasant spirit that would plague me every so it would come back about every um four or five weeks and uh it would walk i would see it it would walk through towards me through the room and then when it would get close to me it would be like it zapped me with a taser hmm. and then walk through me and for the whole duration it's walking through me it was like i was getting an electric shock and if that wasn't happening I would not have decided I need to learn about this and try to figure it out because I had to figure out how to stop that. And so a lot of what I've done, I've done so many courses. I, I went to so many people. It was kind of funny because I was going to solutions, looking for solutions with the people that I used to consider were idiots. It's like, mm. dear idiots, could you please help me? Am I having this <laughs> terrible experience? And, um, and a lot of people didn't know what it was. And eventually I came across somebody who told me what to do. And it just worked the first time. And um, but then then the book had me and it was like, okay, I want to learn obviously my view of life was wrong. Um, What is life about? Why are we here? Um, And it sent me on the most extraordinary journey. A lot of what I thought were dead ends at the time, but they're really useful to me now. Um, But when I found DreamWork, that was it. It was like, oh, my God, I'm doing all these things all this time trying to learn. And I had all the answers myself in my own head. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. So, are you saying that sleep
1: paralysis is like a is a
5: bridge between
1: us so, and the spirit world? So,
5: when we sleep, we um, our brain shuts off the connection to our muscles. Yep. It, it's one of the things that that if they're measuring you I and mean, they want to see when you're in a sleep state, they put a um, sensors on your jaw, and when your jaw slackens, they know you're having a dream. That's that's what is the biggest marker of the REM state, and when you have sleep paralysis it's where you become conscious but not haven't regained your body yet mm. and they seem to do this to get people who are channels to wake up and investigate it um because it is frightening and you want to control it um so once you study it uh, it all goes away i haven't had that experience in many many years mm. and now of course though i w- i would see a spirit that's in the room or i would sense it first but um they don't have. I don't have the same fear around it at all. In fact, mm. I don't have any fear.
0: Around I didn't it. think I had any fear. <laughs> oh, Did you have the dream? Oh, did no. you have the experience? Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I used to, it used to happen to me all the time. I've yeah. had some really crazy experiences. I've had things in the room. I don't know what those things were. And then yeah. I've also it's been an opportunity for me to get out of my body. Yeah. There's times when I'm in that sleep paralysis, and then I've been able to like levitate out of my body yeah. and see my surroundings. It hasn't happened
5: for a long time, but it used to happen all the time. Yeah, that would be cool if you could help somebody get into that state, then they, they would say, okay, there's definitely more to life than just the physical, because otherwise, how did I leave my body and go into the next room, you know? Yeah, I
1: think you have to get through the, the frightening part. For a <laughs> yeah. while, yeah. it's just, you know, you just feel paralyzed yeah. and you can't move, and that's yeah. very scary, but once you're able to relax, then you can, like, go with it and have these
5: experiences.
0: And so how would you explain astral travel then?
5: So when we sleep, we telepathically leave our bodies, not all the time, but we leave our bodies and... Um, mentally, you could say, go to the astral plane and we can meet people who are alive and people who've passed on. Uh, It's a midway point between the spirit world and the physical world. Um, But it's huge. It's absolutely vast. Some people have an ability to traverse the astral plane. A lot of souls get lost there. And some people are really good at helping find them and bring them back into the light. Um, But it's, it's a place where we do meet loved ones. People who are hypnotists like you have a good recall of those. So they tend to have Uh, Memories of dialogues, dreams with dialogues and meeting people and having conversations and so on. Uh, People who don't have that, they don't have those dreams. Um, And uh, but it's a very real place. Um, But there's many levels to it. And where you end up on it is reflects the the mood you go to sleep in. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a really angry, bitter, resentful mood when you go to sleep, you could dream of fighting off attackers and all sorts of things. Because you've gone to a level of the astral plane, it's not really. It's like it's the bad part of town. Wow. And you don't want to yeah. be there. So, are you, when you're in the astral plane, are you dreaming or you're actually? No. Okay. you well, Are there separate You're always pulled back into your body before you dream.
0: Okay. I, and I feel like I astral travel all the time. So then I feel like I'm not sleeping at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's just
5: because your memory is so. Your body's sleeping, but you're, you're, you're not really. Yeah. And you've got the memory of that journey, whereas most people don't have that memory. Mm. That yeah, sounds so fun. I want to remember that. <laughs>
0: how do you distinguish between a dream and a premonition?
5: Uh, that, that's pretty easy. Um, first of all, most people who have premonitions will already know because they will have dreamt of something and then it happens. And it's not like, like I would have a lot of people write to me when September 11th happened and they say, I knew it was going to happen because I dreamt of a helicopter crash. And it's like, that's not how it works. It will be exactly how it happens to a T. No changes whatsoever. Um, but how you tell is during the dream, you will have a feeling like a, an elastic band around your waist or around your forehead. Mm. Uh, and anybody who has those dreams, they will know that feeling. They'll be like, Anytime I've ever said it to anybody, they're like, oh, I know what it is. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. What does that mean? Uh, it just it's a it's a it's because of the way the premonition works and it opens up a, a portal and you feel it as this band. Um, but the beauty of knowing that and knowing to look for that is if you dream about a loved one dying, and you don't have that sensation, then you know it's symbolic, and you just interpret it. And in that case, a loved one dying, the dream is is going to be uh, about how important they are in your life. It's it's not a negative.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: So you mentioned channeling before. Um, when you're doing dream analysis, are you using channeling as well? Yes, yes, I cheat. <laughs> I, I
5: I didn't used to tell people that because I think because my own view of that the whole spiritual field was that it's full of charlatans and frauds that are. Mm. taking advantage of people who want to talk to their loved ones and so on. And, and so then when I uh, unwittingly stepped into it, it was like it took me a long time to realize that not everybody has my view of the field I yeah. work in. Um, and so I, I started coming out uh, about it. Um, I, w- I would in my classes, but uh, on the air, like I, I started doing it a few years ago. You and, and me both. Yeah. <laughs> and the reaction has been phenomenal. Um, yeah. they're really phenomenal and I, I teach channeling classes now as well which is uh, not anything I ever thought I would be doing you know I, I would say to people like learn how to analyze dreams but in order to learn how to analyze dreams you have to learn how to channel and so it's part of my course but I discovered 70% of people who want to do my course only want the channeling hmm. which is fine I get it.
0: Do you believe everyone can channel? No. No? Why is that?
5: Um, because your dreams will show you what it is you're meant to do Everybody has a connection to the spirit world. Everybody has at least got an intuitive connection and that's a connection to your soul, which is always connected to your higher self. So you may be a channel and yet you don't ever acknowledge it, another spirit in the room. Um, you would acknowledge another spirit in the room. You clearly know there's somebody else you're talking to. They um,
0: have to, they're persistent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Tell them this, tell them this. So, so there's, um, there's about 11 different ways that you can channel and, um, What your dreams will show you is which way it works for you. Um, I think when I said not everybody's a channel, not everybody's meant to be a channel. You can definitely teach everybody to channel, but only some people are going to be using it in their career or or in the work that they do. Um, And so why waste the time learning to do something that is not part of what you're meant to be doing while you're here? Because you'll be able to talk to spirits again when you pass over anyway. So (laughs) learning to do it here may not be a huge advantage to you.
0: Yeah. So it's just a switch that you can turn on or turn off. Mm, Yeah, a little bit
5: more than a switch. (laughs) For some people. So there's a lot of, like you talk about the fears. So (laughs) the first part of my course, the first five weeks, I'm not showing anybody how to do anything about channeling. It's all about healing the issues that block you from channeling. Mm. The fears, overcoming the fears. Because they could be from a former life where you were uh, burned or persecuted or ostracized or whatever because you said you could channel. And we may think we live in a very liberal age now, but it's not that long ago um where people would be uh ostracized, yes. yeah, put it mildly, or killed for <laughs> showing an ability to channel.
0: That's so true. <laughs> well with that we're gonna take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil.
5: Play the play. Oh, yeah. well,
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very
4: challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, S U T T E R.com.
7: Omne Trium Perfectum. Everything that comes in threes is perfect, or every set of three is complete. The rule of three is a principle recommended for successfully engaging with an audience. So, what better way to absorb information than from the power of three? coaches, Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on The Conscious Coaching Hour. This live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive coaches will reveal their own life experiences while bringing in their individual gifts to assist you. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there to help awaken your intuition and to help you live
0: your best life. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host here on KKNW, Michael Sheridan, on our show.
0: So, Michael, do you teach people to dream with intention or to engineer their dreams? And what would be the first step in doing that?
5: So I don't really teach them to do that. But what I do is I I get people to go back into dreams every so often. I will say, okay, you you messed that dream up. (laughs) Here's what you should do. And so go back and into a like a hypnagogic state, meditative state and re-enter the dream as best you can, and then do this instead, mm. and I'll lay out the steps to take. And it's going to be different depending on the dream. And they may, not, they may or may not be able to do that on the first attempt, but I would say do it until you can do that with ease and, and have this outcome happen. Yeah. Um, and, and that's basically you taking over, uh, assisting your higher self to get through to you <laughs> right. um, to, to accept the changes that are being asked. So when did you realize you could help people Healed childhood trauma through dreams? Because it helped me. I used to meditate uh, a lot. I would meditate for maybe two hours or more a day. And it was easy for me because I, I lived in Dublin, it's a big city, and uh, the bus uh, commute to work and back was very long. And so I'd meditate on the bus. And uh, it kept me very calm. I was really angry, vindictive. I, I'd use words that people would have used about me. Uh, but. N- uh, when I meditated, I was a really calm, peaceful, loving person and everybody liked me. And um, <laughs> when I uh, did dream work and did the work that goes along with that to help heal childhood trauma, I no longer needed to meditate. My default state became that peaceful, calm state and it amazed me. So then meditation could take me to new places. Um, and it's interesting, like if, if I come across people that that meditate a lot. And I always say when you're working with me, you can't you, you can't meditate. And it's interesting um, if you stop meditating, what is your natural state going to be like in two weeks if it and it will return to what it was like before you started meditating? It doesn't matter if you're years meditating. So all you're doing is suppressing what your natural state is. And the spirit world wants you to have your natural state, even if that's like you're a bank robber or you're an alcoholic or whatever. Your natural state is the only thing they will endorse because you can't heal yourself if you are pretending you're something other than what you are hmm. and so if you're a vindictive person you need to be that vindictive
6: person right
5: uh, or whatever it is and when your kids come to you and it's all by contract they expect you to be the way you are uh to fulfill you know whatever it is that needs to be passed on to them so the the worst life is a life suppressed so
1: yeah, it's interesting so int- <laughs> it's totally interesting
5: yeah. So the meditation
1: is somewhat just kind of suppressing that natural if, energy, potentially. If, if that's what you're using it
5: for. Obviously, there's lots of other ways yeah. to meditate.
1: Got it. So um, what other tools are you using besides channeling when you're doing the dream interpretation?
5: OK, so I that's the big one. Um, so I, I our dreams come from our higher self. So my biggest assistance with dreams is my connection to my higher self. And it's kind of interesting because if I'm if I'm not well, or my energy's low. I can get to a channeling state and I can talk to my guides and that's all pretty good, but I can lose my ability to interpret dreams. So it, it's a step different from channeling for sure. Uh, and the way dreams work for me is I look at a dream and then it kind of coalesces and I get I get a, a picture of what the dream's about. And then I'll check with my guides. Oh, do I have this? On? Is this right or is that right? And uh, so the channeling is really important. So before I would say to somebody, this is what your dream means, I would have made sure that my guides who have checked with theirs have uh, endorsed the analysis, mm. um, and that's really helpful because I will sometimes, very occasionally, you'll get somebody and they will say, "Okay, it's about this," and they say, "No, well, that never happened." And because you um, have your own spiritual backing backers on it, you can say, "No, it is." You need to go check this out, and then they'll come back and say, "I did," and you're absolutely right. Here's what happened, um, which is really cool. And of course, then they want to listen to everything you say. <laughs> but it's better if you don't get people arguing with you. Yeah. But but yeah, the, so. There is that the um, the channeling is the best thing. Um, But if you were asking about how do you help other people, then that's a different thing altogether. So the dreams are going to say what you need to work on and why and where the issue comes from. Um, And it'll quite often it'll reveal things that the dreamer may have never told anybody else. Uh, It's amazing what children will hide. They will hide abuses. They will hide all sorts of things. Um, And the dreams will show why they do that, why they have never told an adult. Um, and, uh, it's, it's very, um, healing to even just know that the spirit world is aware of what you've gone through, aware of your trauma and is offering the solution to it all the time. Um, but then you have to do a therapy, but you can do any therapy. Yeah. Um, not, you don't have to work with me. You can, any therapy that's good. And, you know, I could get in trouble for saying it. Not every good counselor, not every counselor is a good counselor. Um, but anybody who has a vocation and is good at helping people, it doesn't matter uh, who you who you go with to to get help. Your dreams are going to show that you're getting the help. They will show the progress um, and then they will also show when you have solved the problem, when mm-hmm. the trauma is healed. Um, and a lot of the issues that we have in life, um, like so taking my own push, punishing myself on this show, So <laughs> uh, take my vindictive and angry nature. That's a trait I adopted because of a trauma. So it's a defensive trait to keep people at a distance because of a major trauma. When I heal that trauma, my vindictive nature and angry nature, they just disappeared. Nothing had to be done to get rid of those traits because they were just a defensive mechanism and I could put down that sword um, not even consciously. It just disappears. So you never have to go after what appears to be the negative trait on the insi- uh, on the outside. There's always a wounded child on the inside Hmm. And you go after what is that and the dreams show what that is. And you heal the trauma like you don't clear it. You heal the the impact and the ongoing impact of that trauma.
0: And how long does it typically take to heal? Ridiculously
5: (laughs) short (laughs) amount of time. Wow. Eight weeks is the typical. And to consider how long you can be be carrying a major, major issue, um, like 50 years. And to realize eight weeks could fix that and people say it to me all the time. You know, I'd like to see that <laughs> and then they do see it. Mm. But it's you're we come here to heal. This is a healing planet, so uh, it's never going to be a case that your dreams are showing you an issue that can't be healed. There would be zero point in the spirit world just rubbing your nose in something you can't have it just doesn't happen. So they show you the issues that are going on and what needs to be done to resolve those issues so that you can grow. And I say on my show all the time, the obstacle is the way, you know, we always think that the obstacles in our path are what's holding us back from living our lives. But that's part of what we have to work on, work on the obstacle, work on the issue, work on what holds you back. And you have to grow in order to go past that obstacle. And the growth is why we're here. Mm.
0: And the obstacle is typically ourselves. (laughs)
5: Yes, (laughs) our own fears, (laughs) our own whatever. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge it's a real genuine thing because of an experience we actually had. So it's not um, anything made up in a, in a person's mind. They've really gone through an experience that has damaged them. and hurt
6: mm.
1: Do you think the level of
5: our dreams is changing as our consciousness is changing uh, on an individual basis? Yes, but not collectively. I don't see that yet. Um, most people resist change. They don't want change, but you can see. I definitely see it in people who work on themselves. Their dreams change. They tend to say uh, primarily work on issues around mom, then work on issues around dad. And it's all about masculine and feminine energy. So heal the feminine energy issues, heal the masculine energy issues. And then they switch to they might go back to mom, go back to dad or whatever. Um, But after a while, they'll switch to saying now work on harmonizing both, getting both working at the same time. Um, And not everybody reaches that state. But when you get there, um, it's like, it's like you've you've figured out the game of life and when you want things to happen, they just happen. And, and you're aware of what your life is about and why you need to be doing the things you're doing. And things manifest fast for you because there's no resistance. It's like you've you've stepped up your awareness closer into your godlike nature and um, quite remarkable. It, it was the first few times I saw it in dreams. I didn't quite understand it. Like, why are they saying that? But uh, so, so, yeah, definitely your dreams will show you. Sign me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so can before we go here, can you tell us about your radio show and then also how my listeners can work with you? I'm on
5: an absolutely wonderful station called KKMW for <laughs> <laughs> the past eight, not eight paid years. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic station. And um, I so on Monday between um, 1 and 1.30, uh, I have my show every week. I turn it into a podcast. And so you can get all the archives of that uh, on my website, dream-analysis.com. And I have freebies on my website if you want to get a dictionary. if uh, It's a free dictionary. You can download it for free there and have a, a go at interpreting your own dreams.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thanks again for being here yeah, today. Thank you so much. <laughs>
5: thanks for having me.
0: And thank you to Eric, our lovely producer, and you, the listener, and KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town Zone Radio.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil. Anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: You can find me at sakurasetter.com.
1: You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m. Every second Sunday on KBKW and on Zone Radio for more. Go Beyond the Veil, where we we make spiritual sense.
0: sense.